0: so thank you guys so much um this is a new episode of our podcast i'm so excited that we have two people here with us but before i introduce them we're just going to pray heavenly father thank you so much for the gift of life thank you for the opportunity for us to be where we are right now we give you all the glory and adoration for who you are this evening heavenly father hide us under your cross cover us with your blood seal our lips and allow your spirit to talk to us in jesus name amen so we have Sele and Pastor Inka, even though she, I don't know if she wants me to call her pastor.
1: I don't want you to call me
0: pastor. <laughs> uh, pastor Inca, she's um she's somebody that's no, that pastor name, I should have it. Come on, please. the <laughs> way that is really um, she's a devoted Christian, she's a mother, she's my sister and my friend. And Sele is an author, he just published a book which is so so interesting. And today we are not talking about that book, anyways, but we are talking about a and you know a very interesting topic, and it is God of all seasons. God of all seasons. So I'm gonna start with Pastor Inka. <laughs> <laughs> um, Pastor Yinka, please. Do you mind telling us a bit about your Christian journey and how it has been so far? How you met God and you know trusting God through it all.
1: Okay, thank you so much once again for having me. I'm grateful. Um, this story, this one you have asked me is a long story, but I'll just try to um cut it short because it's been um. It's been it's been um, God on every um, levels since I got born again. Different seasons, you know, season comes and goes. Not one season is um, is static. You can't go through a particular season forever. So um, I got born again when I was in GS three. Um, I was in secondary school, or uh, someone one of the SS three girls then. No, ss2 girls then i went to an only girl school um was came to preach to us and yeah i gave my life to christ and in between shortly before, just a little before i entered gss i'm sorry ss1 i started bed waiting. uh i i think that was one of the biggest season of my life where i've had to doubt god you know, when you go to school, you head series the of God is good. You know, you're now born again. Things are going to be good for you. Um, everything will be fine. Come to Jesus. The life of Jesus is sweet and all of that. And yeah, I was a, an SS, an, 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 almost SS1. It was a tough time. I can't forget. I am, yeah, I am dead waiting. And everything I could, my parents tried everything they could to help me, you know, to stop. But nothing was just working. It was something that was, I was always crying. Like at some point I, I told them when I attended fellowship at that time, I would share with our president at that time. And she would be like, God still love you. He would take this infirmity away. I'm like, how would God take this infirmity away? But one of the things I realized in all of that season is that, see, God is good. The Bible says that God is good. And it starts towards us our good to give us our expected it's not of evil. So I one of the things I held on to during that time was God's word of God is good. She shared that particular scripture with me. I can't forget that see God is good and that He loves you with an everlasting love. So this phase will pass. This shall pass. God has the capacity to heal you, and He says in His Word that by stripes, stripes you have been healed. So, when I wake up, sometimes I'm bedwetted. I was remind myself. God loves me. That was the only thing that didn't make me um, give up on myself and give up on the fact that, and give up on my faith. God loves me. So you know. All through the years, that had been my anchor till now. So at that period, before SS1 concluded, I stopped bedwetting. You know, you know everything. When I wanted to enter university, same thing. You know, you would have I would have written jam. You know, and then you you maybe I okay. There was a particular year. I scored two seventy. That was the year they introduced post UME. Like God, why me? (laughs) You know, that time two seventy, you could easily enter any university you want. And then they introduced post uma The university I picked that time was University of Ife, and you guys can, I'm sure if you are aware of University of Ife, you know how tough it is, you know, to enter that university. So. Them setting their own questions. I'm like, God, why me? Last year when I did it, why didn't I get to 70? Why now? Why, you know? But in all of those things, I've come to realize that God is good. God is good. He's taught <laughs> towards us as good all the time. He's thought towards us as good. And that God has plans for our life says for everything there's a season, there's a time and purpose for everything under the earth. Whatever season I've I've, I've had to go through in my Christian journey, it has grew, it has it has, it has toughened me up, it has grew me, it has turned me into who I am today. So every season, God has a plan for it and his thoughts for us are good.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you so much for that. I think, the, you know, to anchor what you just said, it's more like God is good irrespective of what we are facing, God is good. Um, yesterday, just yesterday, I was having a conversation with somebody about you know going through the difficult time. And sometimes, you know, you are facing, let's say um, it's financial issues now. You are facing, you know, God, I want money now. I want money now. And God is helping you in other areas. Like he's fixing some other issues for you. You have peace and joy at home. You know, different mm-hmm. things are working in the other aspects. So there's this um, there's this thing that no matter how, where we are, there's always a light. It's something that God is doing that you can see, that is evidence. But when we are in that midst of struggles, we just see the wind. We just see everything going wrong. It's like everything is going wrong. And is God really good at that time? How do we hold mm-hmm. on to that? So I'm going to ask um, Sele, he just published a book on strategies for, of, for difficult times so tell us you know his experience as a Christian
2: alright again, good evening
0: mm-hmm. um,
2: I think I think my experience isn't solely different than the average mm-hmm. journal as a counterculture um, as Run up to the altar at the slightest call for um, to be born, in. and we did that multiple times. But I had my encounter with God, the life-changing of God, on the 18th of June in 2010, and that as instructive, informative, the most important life transform transformational for
0: me. Um,
2: Walking with God has been a delight. I use the word delight because it's it's been the whole um, growing up in the faith or being surrounded by people of the faith seems to be a masking. It's a common phenomenon especially for your Christians or those who have grown up in the faith. We are exposed to the glamour and the immersion with God and the Holy Spirit. What I see what faith can do. We are told about faith and all of those things. But sometimes, subconsciously, we are we are the, the reality of the experience and working with God. Because working with God is war. What that means is if you choose to be with the devil, and that means he would come for you. That would that you grow sporadically in Christ to develop the fortitude to stand against him and stand him. So, for me God has been the whole night. it has been understanding that to walk with God comes with his protection but it also comes with its wisdom His wisdom is not always different. it's what we think so he can allow us to be exposed to certain afflictions and and difficulties that cause us to remember his name just like Peter called out and said, "Lord, help me and Jesus stretched forth his hand and and redeemed him from drowning. Um, sometimes, God, is, working with God is, has been an immersive experience, and trusting His wisdom has been probably the most difficult aspect because His wisdom does not follow the normal conformity of this world. It's not as straightforward as we like to think about it. So He might expose us to certain difficulties, that will test us, but will drive us back to Him. And to come back to Him, we must recognize. That, and that has been my life story. Always recognizing that God is my source and He's my sustainer, and that drives my faith, drives my emotion, and drives my sharing of the gospel. So that's my life with God in in the nation.
0: Thank you so much for that. I think you know, coming from the background of young Christian, young Christians, you know, when you first become born again, it's like you're on that pedestal, like. This fire, you can feel it. I can remember my experience when I was at Barcok University for my first degree, and it was my 300 level. I just got back from school for the holidays, and no, I think it was probably 200 level holidays. I got back home, and one of my friends came to meet me because he just um, became born again Christian, and then I was really struggling to walk around. I had spinal fida occulta. And I hadn't, I have, I hadn't done a surgery for my spine then because it was very, very risky. And this guy came to meet me, and he told me that ah, it's like my faith is not strong. Um, because from what he understands about God, he's just going to speak it, and that is it. I should just find if I truly believe. I thought that fine. That's what the scripture say, and to a very large extent, I was. I was blaming myself for my lack of belief. That kind of affected my relationship with God. Because I I was like, okay, if what this guy is saying as a born-again Christian, as a Bible-believing Christian, I see these things, I should be be instantly healed. It should be like, you know, the way it's supposed to be, right? As a baby Christian. But then my understanding kind of grew from that, that point that, The way our ways are not his ways. And that is one thing that as young Christians, sometimes we don't fathom. We don't, we don't consider because we know that this is the expectation. The expectation is good. But what if God is using that time to train me? What if I'm supposed to learn something about my relationship with him and walk closer with him? I can be healed instantly and it may take a bit of time for me to receive that healing. And I need to learn certain things from that process too. What if that, is, that you know, is a period of learning for me? At the same time, I'm, I get depressed at that time. So I'm going to ask my pastor, Inka, again to come in and enlighten us because some of us are going through so, much, so many things. It may not be health issues. It may be you know, different difficulties that is weighing us down as Christians. And we are asking ourselves, do I really want to believe God loves me and I'm still in this situation after praying, fasting, and I attend um, NSPD. Sorry, I, I can't remember the <laughs> name. <laughs> <laughs> I, I attend Pastor Jeremy by six by seven. I attend Pastor Volaji by six in the morning. I join prayer meetings, and you know, maybe I'm looking for a child. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm still there. This situation of things, and it's still there. How do I bring myself out of this? Understand that. You know, God truly, truly loves me.
1: Okay, thank you. Um I'm trying to remember the scripture. Um the scripture that the scripture was is, is saying that um there is nothing good that God will withhold from us. One of the things I have come to settle it is that. The period of waiting for something, for this, for a season to go, does not mean that God does not love me or um, my faith is not working. Because the truth is, okay, let me give this illustration. I have a six-year-old. And if I send my son to the kitchen and said, help me get something from the pantry. It's quite high, about seven feet high. And I say, David, get this for me. He would have to stretch. So, does that that I don't love him for sending him there? But he hasn't grown to that level where he can, you know, easily take it and come and bring it for me. He will have to maybe get some support, stand on some things and all of that. But if I decide to get it by myself, I'm quite tall, and I can decide to, and I can decide to just get there. And pick it. I'll just, I I, I won't, I won't even need to stress. I'll just pick what I need to pick. So different levels of growth. So sometimes the Bible says we shouldn't compare ourselves. We shouldn't compare ourselves with another person. See, you must see yourself in God's. You must see yourself in God's word. You must see yourself in God's word such that you know that this, you ask yourself, God, what season am I in right now? You know, I always say something. There is a now word from God every single time. There is what God is saying now. God might have said something in the past, but now there is a there's a there's a way we said. This is what I want you to do. Now. When he was working with the Israelite, there was a time he told Moses, "Stretch out your sword." You know, drop the sword. Different instructions per time. So we need to come to realization that see. God is not man. The Bible says that a thousand years is like a day in the in the presence of God. So you you are the one looking at time. You are the one counting time. You are the ones counting time. God is looking at okay. Does this person have the capacity yet? Have you grown your faith enough? Like by so now, if he desires to just pick things, where I will pick a thing, where uh, I will pick things from the shelf, he might it will just be there frustrated. Because he has not grown to my height yet. So he will need to keep going, get, you know, probably feed and feed and feed till he grows to my height and he can easily pick what he needs to pick from the shelf. So we need to come to, so I have come to, when I see someone, probably um, a friend doing something and maybe I I want that thing also. I'm asking myself, God, what have I not done? Maybe this person is in an adverse season. I might be in my own planting season. And most of the time it is always true. So the place that that person has, has kept, person was has been awake all night, the person, has been, um, the person has been awake all night, probably reading books, got through some trainings. Maybe I'm just starting the training and I'm expecting that, oh, this position that this person is, I'm, I should have it. Same thing with healing. So people's faiths are so built up that they know that, see, if I use this drug, or I don't use it, I am healed by the, by the Holy Spirit. And then they begin to work in it. Some people, they will still need to understand the supremacy of how God works. Do you get? So different dynamics, but it doesn't mean that God does not love you. I was sharing this morning. I said, see, God is not emotional. God is not emotional. Most of us, we want to cry. Oh my God. Oh, me. You are looking at me like this. This is what I'm going through. But the Bible says that we do not have an high priest that is not unable to understand how we feel. He understands exactly how I feel. How, how we feel. He understands where he's preaching us. He's sympathetic with us. He's, em- he's empathetic with us. But guess what? God is a God of principles. Miracles can happen suddenly. But God will not give you a sudden miracle because you will forget him suddenly too. He is a God of process. That is why as Almighty Jesus was was coming on earth, he went through the, the process of pregnancy. Mary, his mother, carried him for the amount of time. The, of the, the amount of time that the law of pregnancy requires, do you get that? So okay. he is God. He could have just appeared and say, you know, the way all the story we've been hearing, or so Bantala, this, or they just appear. Wham! He didn't do that. He went through process. He grew. When he was twelve, you will see, you you read in the Bible, he sat down listening. He didn't do any miracle at that point, and he is still God. He was a savior of the world. He could have done it. Imagine Jesus at that that 12 years, he was like, "Ah, but God, you sent me to this house to come and save the world. Why am I not doing miracles? Do you get, it went through all the process. So we need to understand that seed time and harvest. We need to understand the principle of seed time and harvest. We need to understand the principles of, you know, what you sow, you reap. You get, whatever you give to it, you get it. So don't be emotional and be crying and like, God, I might not get it. I've been waiting, I've been waiting. Rather, in the place of my waiting, what do I need to do? In fact, sometimes, most of the time, how it works for me, in the place of waiting, I discover something else that I need to do, you know. Um, you also, so I, I just discovered something else I need to, I, to do, and eventually, one day, I'm realizing that that particular thing I'm, I've been waiting for, I'm just at the center of it already. Do you get so? That is how God works, but we need to first have that background of the fact that God is good, the Bible says that is a father of light in him there is no turning or any variableness he doesn't there's no um zigzag with him he's a straightforward god he's constant he does not change he's the same yesterday today and forever if he says he loves us he loves us if he says if he says his thoughts for us are good, his thoughts for us are good. Now, we are the ones that, need, that now need to sit down with the word. And the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing of the word of God. We now need to sit down with the word of God and begin to see what he says and how we, it will help us to navigate through every season that God is taking us through. There is process there's a principle to where god is taking you to that thing you are waiting for there's a principle and a process on how to get there
0: mm. thank you so much pastor Inca. which is so so good hmm. there's a process to things at the same time we shouldn't compare ourselves with people because we don't know right and the way god deals with us is individually, individually that's a yes. song um, don't see what your call said. He said, it relates to us one-on-one and one-on-one. From your own perspective, how would you convince a Christian going through um, a certain phase in life and they're all downcasted, sort of that they're not convinced that God really loves them?
2: Um, I would I would like, um, um, through through five different um vantage points, the first thing I always try to do is to that- direct them to the nature of God. What I mean is this: um, the Bible says, um, "Without faith, it is impossible to please God, for he who must come to him must first believe that he is, and he is the rewarder of those who diligently seek him." There is a nature of God that as Christians we must embrace. If we are to take the trials, the temptations, and the blessings that come with working with God, first is to recognize that God is love. As 1 John 4 7 and 8, beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God, and every loveth is born of God and read God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. So God's nature is love. He is, is love. The idea of punishment is even born out of love. I, guess I I I said to some of my friends that hell in its is God's final act of love because if you don't want to walk with Him, heaven will be too difficult for them to cope with because they're too used to the nature and the life of sin. So hell in itself is messy. It's it's it's, it's messy and love. I tell that's my a, friends that. What I very
0: selling. <laughs> yeah, it's very very
2: complicated. But uh, but I mean. God God has a nature, his nature yeah. is love. So if we recognize that there is an absolution with God, if He is love, Hebrew text says, Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. The first step is to know God's nature. What, after knowing God's nature, to so what God says about you and the situation that you are in. Um, I think one of the reasons why many of us get carried away with um, circumstances hardships is because we really do not know. We fall into the devil's trap of isolation. That's us away it. from our friends. Takes us away from our family. Takes us away from our faith. We do no longer pray. We do no longer study. No longer speak to the people of the faith. And then he creates oh. of being left alone, which is which is fallacious because where he's omnipresent. So, it does not matter your situation. He is there and is evidently there. All I call out to him. So the next thing will be to know what God says about you, where you are at. Know what He says about you. What He says about your situation. Um. In my walk with God, I've understood that faith in itself, to this faith is obedience. Faith is not just necessarily belief. Faith is obedience to God's word. Can Commit- Context: Abraham was considered to have faith because God gave an instruction. That instruction was to <laughs> his son in sacrifice of love to him. Now, Abraham' acceptance to say, "Give me this son, take care of me," was what faith. It was in his obedience. That his faith was proven. Permit me to run through again. Many of us were to Peter as he was called the water by Jesus Christ when God made him upon the sea. And then we many of us said, Master, if it is thee, bid me to walk upon the water and I shall walk. And then Jesus said, Come. It was in acceptance of that instruction, obeying that, as that instruction to come. That made him walk on water. So faith we do not cease, obeying the instruction of God. And as Christians, God has told us to not be very well doing. For, well, for, for if we if you tarry, you will reap the benefits. What this means is that God never promised us a life free of adversity or principalities. What He said. Was that in the trouble he will be there with us? The devil take away our perspective, our notion from realizing that oh God's promise was not that difficulty would not come, it's his promise was not that trial will not come away. No, no, no. He said, In that trial, in that you will be with you. He said, he Shall one I have. So you have worked. you are tired, you are frustrated. And he says, Call unto me, and I will give you rest. So, the other way we can help ourselves after knowing, after knowing what he says about our circumstance, is to not believe by acting in obedience to that as well. So, if, if he, he says is- the expectations of the righteous shall not be cut short, what that means is if you expect that God, who is all powerful, who is on us, then we will begin to act like people who are healed. Even when it is difficult, even when we are crying, we say, Father, I know that the process might seem difficult, but I know that your knowledge of your will says, that My stripes here are hidden from his past tense. So these are the things we hold on to. Last thing I will point out again is that almost always, always, always we found the companion and communion of brethren. Bible says in Proverbs 14, it says, In the multitude of counselors, there is safety. I have always advocated against. Isolation. We live in a world that begins to promote the concept of individuality, and that is a tool of the enemy. We were not created to be alone. We were not. We were not. We were made in pairs. God has Mm -hmm. always asked. He says, "As iron sharpened iron, so does one man sharpen another." Greater love is there than for his friend to give his own life for him. He even goes as as far as to say, "Faithful are the." Effect, but this is the addictions of an enemy. It is the devil's desire to isolate us from where our strength comes from. It comes from God, and in the communion with brethren and those who love us. So, in our difficulty, when we are being in pain, when we are because when we are you know entrenched in pain and the agony, pick up your phone, call your assistant, call that friend, stem it. Listen to them tell you that I love you. Give them the opportunity to be invested in your life. Listen to their advice. Sometimes just talk to them to find. To share, share your bodies. Share your bodies. It is biblical. It is not against God's word to share it with them. And God, in His mercy, who created friendship, God, who created the concept of society, created it for your benefit to enjoy it enjoy it today the first step first of all the nature of god secondly know what god says thirdly because faith is obedience to god's word and the final thing is to stay away from isolation always be found in the multitude of counselors as the bible says in the multitude of counselors there is safety hmm.
0: thank you so much Thank you so much. Oh, my goodness. This this episode is so, so good. I am being edified. And I feel like whoever is going to listen to this will be too. Because there is nothing good that God will not be told from us. Is that how they say it? No. There is. Pastor Inca, help me, please. God will
1: not be told anything good from us.
0: Yes. God will not be told anything good from us. God is so, so good and gracious to us. We just have to open our eyes and see that it's good to us. And that's part... you can just finish your thoughts. Okay. The, the something um Celeste said about divinely seeking God. You know, I read a book this morning, um, just a part of the book, Woman After God's Heart, and it's about, you know, we should reinvent invent ourselves or no, like we should bury ourselves into that relationship with God. Because we need to diligently seek him, no matter how busy our life gets, no matter how, you know, our circumstances are, where the season we are in, either we are in a good season, we are in the other season, we should never, ever forget to diligently seek after God. Pastor Inka, you want to say something?
1: Yes I said one of the things that stood out for me when um my brother was talking was when he said that you know you insist on God's word what God has God has said about you you know most of us we get tired at you know, oh, I've confessed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm still feeling these symptoms. And yes. you know, I the story that story of healing that has always stuck with me was the story of um Kenneth E. Egging, of where he, he had a hole in his heart and he was studying God's word. I think he read Mark 11, 24 that says that you know, whatever you need, ask God, believe in your heart, and then you will receive it. And even when he he, he he believed in his heart that, oh, I'm healed. And the devil would be like, oh, you're still on your bed. Look at your bones. You know, look at your, the souls and your body. You're not going to make it. And he kept on repeating that, that I've been healed. I've asked God and I've been healed and I've been healed. And, you know, that went on for almost six or seven months. That is a long time humanly speaking. And mm-hmm. guess what? he ended up spending how many years on earth doing God's work? So that is the powerful um, result of us insisting on God's word. And you know, so this week, this past week has been quite tough for us as a family. Uh, my younger sister, um, who was pregnant was just rushed to the hospital. Her BP was about 205 slash 110. And you know, why? before she got pregnant, she's one of those people that um, maybe will menstruate once a a year. So the pregnancy, she, she got married last year and the pregnancy has been like, God, you know, you just have to come through. We don't know where this pregnancy will come from. And you know, it's almost as though immediately we prayed about it. You know, she got married last year, immediately she prayed about it, she got pregnant, and all of those things. So we're so happy, and you know, what of prophecy has gone for the child. You know, we didn't see the whole issue coming. But the truth is, God had a plan, God was watching out because I could remember two or three weeks before this incident happened. I was hearing, you know, ayomiku. I was, I didn't. I was like, who is who around me is bearing ayomiku? Ayomiku in Yoruba means that our joy is full. I was, I was. It was so, it was so strong. I was like, who is bearing this thing? But you know, this name. Why is this name keep? Why does it keep coming and coming? So when the issue happened that she had very high BP, and you know, most pregnant women that collapsed like that, most of the, most of the, most of them out of 10 they will tell you that nine out of them you know passed on and but god was god has god has god was just faithful and in the middle of that chaos like trying to save my sister's life and all of that and something occurred to me that is god still good is god what is the word of god saying all the you know, the devil just kept on coming and say, all oh, the word, all oh, the word of prophecy, you know, and big on confession of our faith. All the word of prophecy or the confession of our faith that has, that has that has that has been spoken, you know, where is it now? And right there in the middle of the hospital, I didn't care who was there. I just started shouting, devil, hear me now. The word of God has gone out and it will stand. This is how the story ends. It ends in victory. It ends in joy. It ends in gladness. And I kept on speaking very loud. Almost everybody could hear me because I needed for my mind to agree you know, with the word of God and not allow fear. Even when they brought the baby out and they were like, oh, this baby had 50-50% chance of surviving. And I'm like, we will still thank God. Regardless of what happens, we will still give God praise. But this is what the word of God says. He says that we will bring God Nevertheless, she would bear a child. She would be saved in delivery. You know, I kept on talk, speaking that God, that, that word of God. Regardless, just like the story of Job, everything was taken away from him. But he understood the nature, like what I said, let's say, he understood the nature of God, that this God is good. It can't be from him that all these things are is coming from. This God is good. And he stood there. Yes, he lost everything. But guess what? Everything was restored back as though nothing happened that is the kind of god we serve so we need to learn to insist on the word of god like the devil would come and try you see your season the season you are going through will not last forever but the devil will come and make it look like it is going to last forever forever it is not going to last forever. It's just a season. Night time will soon end. It will soon be morning. Just hold on. Speak God's word. No matter what is not changing. I remember days where I was, I was trusting God, you know, for a job and all of that. I kept on speaking. Plenty of rejections. I kept on speaking. The day the I am acceptance will come. I didn't have to even, when I even went for the interview, it was not something that I was expecting. I just went. You know where i so used to? No, 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 just go, you know, like that, like I said, like, basically like that, but guess what? That was the one that clicked. It's God's word all the time. It's God's word all the time. Mm -hmm. Most people will wonder how all these things works out, but because we need to learn to frame our words, our world with our, with the words of our mouth. So Regardless of what is happening, you know the kind of Christianity most of us practice is when everything is fine, you just get a lot, hey, God do we and then maybe you don't have anything in your account. You're like, hey, God does not win. That is is a lie. In and out of season, God wins. In and out of season, God win. and then God wins. And I also want to encourage someone that is going through um, a phase of okay. I think i'm over this season i need to jump to the next season see learn to hear god learn to stick with god because the right thing in the wrong season is too wrong okay. even though you are doing it rightly but it's in this it, it is a wrong season it's still very very wrong but when you work with god He will give you the blueprint of exactly where you need to be So sometimes when people are saying, oh, Inka, let's do our masters, let's do this, let's do that, like all these um, that is happening up and down in our country right now, like my sister now have jackpot, maybe we'll come and meet you or not, we don't know, but you know, like all those things that has been happening and I kept on telling one of my closest friends, I said, "Um, it is not, this is where God wants me. This is where, and she doesn't see any reason. She she has given me one and I'm like, ah, she has given one and one reason why I should leave Nigeria. And I'm like, I know. I know. But this is where God wants me to be. So, whatever season we are in, don't be too quick to jump out of your season and say, okay, I think this season is over. Let me start jumping out. It's it's time. It's, no, no, no. Sit down with God. Ask Him for the blueprint of your life. He knows the one that once you step out, that is it. It will be like an Ueka moment. It will just be like, yes. This is it. So we should learn to sit down with God in and out of season, Let Him show you the blueprint, you know, on how to go about every season of our lives. Thank you. Mm,
0: thank you so all
2: much, right, sir, Dr. Jimmy. Can I, can I, uh, can I say something, please, just to add up? Go ahead, go ahead
0: please. Um, all
2: right. Yeah, we know. I, I identified earlier on that my you talked about my van my four van- my vantage points were five. Um, so but I only addressed four. So okay. the first one, like I said, the first one is to know what to know the nature of God. The second one is to know what God says about you and your situation. The third one is to show faith in obedience. The fourth is to be surrounded to so fight against isolation and be surrounded with brethren and good counsel. Then the last one I, I I I always advocate is to take it easy on yourself and then be intentional about your faith night. What I mean is this. Um, in, in, in difficulties, there's usually a very common knowledge gap. Many of us, for example, feel sad. And then we listen to sad or depressing music, and then expect a different result. And then we wonder why we are sad. Um, we are in pain. And then we read books about pain. And then we wonder why we are in the constant state of pain or disappointment. We have to be very intentional about our faith as Christians, because what you feed is what is going to grow. Bible says in Psalm 82, verse 5, four, it says, are, see, it, says for, it, it says, For they know not, neither do they understand. For they walk on in darkness, and the foundations of the earth are out of call. It says, ye are gods, and all of you are children of the most, but you shall die like men, and fall like one of the princes. And I decided to identify why. Why does God recognize the fact that yes, He has made us gods, we are His children, but yet there is a fit that He happens to those who we recognize as gods, who recognizes us as His children, and the reason for that is a knowledge gap, and that knowledge gap is what you must identify. Point, please and please, in the midst of your difficulty, in the midst of your circumstances, your situation, your season, I beg you, in the name and message of God very intentional about your faith diet. It, it is not rocket science. If you feed yourself with fear, fear is what would manifest. If you read about the goodness of God in your difficulty, although the process might be difficult, your spirit man will begin to take on a new a new charge. Because what he's been exposed to is faith. It's faith. It's faith. And James one says, let it says, it says, let not Pinned on man with faith, he said, "Let no that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord, for he who doubts is like a wind who is tossed from here yeah, and fro, um, to and fro rather. So, so faith, faith comes. It comes intentionally. Faith is not faith is not is not circumstantial. Building a knowledge of God." And your situation is not circumstantial. It is an intentional effort. And the devil tries to gives us, gives, give us reasons why we should wallow in our difficulty. Why we should do those things that the world does. The world tells you you are sad. There is a song for your moment. There is a song for your sadness. Listen to it. Let it help your sadness. And so you spend the next two days listening to sad songs. And then you get angry with why your situation is not changing. Please you have to change your approach. Focus on where you are headed, not where you are. And so if what you feel is pain, now look for those things that bring you joy and then go in the direction of those things. Take your eyes away. What you focus on expands. So take your eyes away from that current situation. Don't look at where you are, look at where you are headed. Hmm. If you are in a place of pain and achieve is joy, focus on joy. Focus on joy, focus on joy. And um, you must always outwit the enemy. He has been doing this um, for eternity. He always creates doubts by asking questions of doubt. Did God really say?
0: Mm-hmm. Did God
2: really say? When he says that, reply him with what God has said. But please be careful about speaking to your satisfaction. I always say that if you speak to your satisfaction, you will speak to sin. Answer the question answer the question only. If Eve had said, God said we should eat this fruit, it should have been okay. But she went ahead to describe the whole encounter with Jesus Christ at the Trinity. We shouldn't have been. So my bottom line is this. Let's focus on where we are headed rather than where we are at. The situation we are in might be overwhelming, but the future is not. So we must always look to that future, look to that hope. If you want, your desire is to continue in your in your situation, if you are okay where you are at with your frustration, with your difficulty, with your season, please continue. But if you want change, the change that leads to results, then these are the ways to go about it. First of all, you must know God, His nature. Secondly, you must know what He says about you and your season. Thirdly, you must know what faith is about and obey the instructions of God by time and season. The next thing you must do is must fight against. Fight against isolation. Be always safe in the communion of brethren and counselors. And then, lastly, and then, lastly, please be intimate with God, but also take it easy on yourself and, and take it easy on yourself and then watch your fit diet because that is what will lead to your capacity. And bless you in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you for that. Thank you. In fact, I'm so overwhelmed by all the things I've learned tonight. It's very important that we don't we we don't stay in isolation. We have to be, you know, find like-minded people. It may be hard, it may be difficult, especially in this world that you don't really know what to open up to. That's why when you we have a close relationship with God, we move closer to God every day. It means we reveal certain things to us, like, okay, this is the person you should say this to, this is a person you shouldn't say this to. And whatever mistakes we we might have made in the past. God is faithful, he is just, he is loving, he is kind. Let's just ask him to forgive us and that is it. He's going to forgive us. We may have regrets, may have done something, you know, wrong, bad, whatever situation might have been, but he is faithful. faithful. And then one important thing that I just want to share before we go, before we close this episode is, you know, Selen mentioned take it easy on yourself, which is be kind to yourself. Be kind to yourself. Don't beat yourself up and say, oh, I shouldn't be the one thinking this way. That's where anxiety thoughts come in and we get really, really anxious because we feel like we have failed. We have failed God. We have failed where we should be, where our thoughts process should be. Be kind to yourself. Yeah. And, you know, you said, you know, be intentional about what you're taking, right? Be intentional. Even though we have a lot of Christian pastors, a lot of people out there, it's not every pastor that you can can listen to that is going to be beneficial to you. So you still have to be able to work with God so that you can discern what works for you. And I just want um, my sister Inka to give us a closing prayer.
1: Heavenly Father, we thank you. We give you all the praise. We give you all the glory. You are God and we... Thank you because you love us with an everlasting love. Thank you because you are God in every season, in and out. You are God. You are the one that, you are the God of our present, our past, and our future. And you are the one that holds it all together. Even when we are in the valley, you are there with us. Even when we go through the toughest and toughest time, you are there with us. And you know just how to bring us out lord we thank you for this we thank you and we remind ourselves of of your kindness this night we remind our kindness we remind ourselves of your kindness and your graciousness towards us and in this we back In the name of Jesus, Lord, I pray for anyone going through whatever season, tough times, low times, times where you don't even know where to go. You don't know the next step. You don't know what to do next. You don't know how to go about it. You don't know who to talk to, whatever season it is. I pray in the name of Jesus that you have clarity in the name of Jesus, that you have clarity, oh. precision, direction in the name of Jesus that every difficult yeah. It becomes easy by the power of the Holy Ghost. That you begin to see that, you begin to see God in it. You begin to see a beam of light. No matter how little it is, you begin to see see a beam of light in the name of Jesus. That you will not lose hope. You will not lose hope. That your hope and joy is renewed and is refilled again and again in the name of Jesus. And I pray that Lord bring you to people people that will raise you up that will be like a jump starter for you that will jump start you into being alive being joyful again in the name of Jesus god will bring quality relationships into your life in the name of Jesus and i declare over everyone that is going through tough times when it comes to their health. I declare in the name of Jesus that you see the goodness of the Lord, that you are healed by the power of the Holy Ghost. You are healed completely in Jesus' name. That you would, this affliction, you will look back and you won't see them anymore. We will be filled with joy in Jesus' name.
0: Amen. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank Amen. you so much. Have a lovely, lovely evening. Bye-bye.
2: And you too. Thank you for the opportunity again. Stay blessed.